Hey guys, trust you're all doing amazing today. This is the voice of your homegirl welcoming you again to another episode of my podcast this week, When God Whispers. Trust you all are having a fantastic faith-filled week. Please guys, keep keeping the faith, keep keeping the faith. These are distressing times, all right? That's the reality of things, but there is a God that I know and he will definitely absolutely come through for us, you know, come through for you who is listening to me. Just keep keeping the faith. Today, I want to orbit around when God whispers. Hmm. When God whispers, and I'll be reading from 1 Kings 19 verse 12. All right. I know y'all know the story of Elijah. So I'm not going to bore you with all the old um, story about that, but I want to read from 1 Kings 19 and I'll be starting from verse 12 and there were four options there when God told Elijah that when God wanted to speak to Elijah about four things happened the first thing was a wind the second was an earthquake the third was a fire and the fourth was a still small voice all right so the wind was so powerful all right I'm trying to paint a picture here the wind was so powerful, the rocks broke into pieces. And Elijah would have thought, oh, God is in that wind. But he was not. But th- this is Bible now. The Bible actually made us realize that God was not in the wind. Then the earthquake came. It was so powerful. God was not in the earthquake. Then the fire. God was also not in the fire. And then a still, small voice. And then Elijah heard that voice. So I'm going to be reading from um, 1 Kings 19 and 12. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave and behold there came a voice unto him and said what doest thou here Elijah all right so I'm reading from the um, King James Version what doest thou here Elijah so we have four things here a wind an earthquake a fire but then this verse 3 all of them have you know the old popular you know the the voice it was so loud all these things have distractions but God was in there but God was in the quiet so today I want I want to talk about when God whispers all right and according to the dictionary a whisper is a faint trace of something very faint and then another meaning is a private message to an individual I think I'm gonna stick with that and then the act of speaking in a quiet voice especially without vibration but I'm gonna stick with the second definition that's a private message to an individual and what's a whisper you know if you want to if you whisper to someone right now you can do that you have to lean in to hear what the person is saying or what the person will definitely say when God whispers I would ask you can you hear what he's saying because the world is so crazy right now I mean there's so many voices so many things are happening around us and 
it just feels like it's so difficult to you know get a, 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 a focus in a place and the truth is the ability to move past where we are is greatly determined by how sensitive we are to the voice of God so a lot of us want powerful things in our lives we, we expect some blessings we respect the hand of God we expect so many divine things all right and then we'll have a problem being sensitive to the voice of God and that's a problem because that has to be a, an in thing for us that has to be not just an in thing it has to be a continual process all right so your ability to move past where you are right now as an individual is highly determined by how sensitive you are to the voice of God. So how sensitive are you? And then when you really know God, you know that God has better than what you're seeing. So you're able to let go of whatever relationship it is, whatever job it is, whatever thing it is that he has told you to let go of. All right. And, um, I want to address it uh, uh, um, some, something just quickly. A lot of us, especially ladies, all right, and even guys, sometimes we feel like when it comes to relationships, like I'm talking in a relational context now, the reason why you hold on to this person so much, even though you know that this isn't what God wants for you, is because you feel that heaven has a shortage sidebar i like to correct that heaven does not have a shortage the reason why you keep giving that guy sex you keep giving that girl sex is because you feel like oh if i don't do this oh um for the ladies or oh, the men are not many so i've got to do everything in my power to keep this guy and for the guys oh my god this girl is wonderful but then the fact that a person is good to you doesn't mean they are good for you because we limit God in our senses. We usually feel like, oh, I've asked for this. It didn't come through. Man, I got to sort this out on my own. But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't really work like that. So, and for whatever situation, um, apart from relationships, whatever situation it is you are in right now, heaven does not have a shortage. I don't know how many times I have to say that, but I'll keep saying it. Heaven does not have a shortage. Each time you feel like that is a test of your love, is a test of your, your trust in God and in who he is. All right, continuing, I would like to say that you have to know who God really is so that you'll be able to let go of what you're seeing, believing that he has something better for you. Another problem we have as humans is our sight. All right, so I'll say like my, my uh, mentor would say, uh, a Jerry Flowers, you uh, would say a big shout out to him though, because I really love his messages and, and you know, they've been really, really powerful. If you want to listen to him, go to at Redefine TV on YouTube and subscribe and you know, you can get, you're going to be really, really fed. He says so much. He has so much word, so much word. So I'm saying he does not know me. He doesn't have to, but you know, I feel like the world is so many voices in the world are drowning real thorough and um, real truth out there so i'm saying go to that redefine tv on youtube subscribe and then let me know let me know if you've connected with him and you've been able to you know 
listen to his messages he has so much to say and then he's really really a sincere person and i've seen that you know just watching so and he say he he, he would say that the opposite of faith is not actually doubt but sight because faith lack of faith or the opposite of faith which is sight leads to doubt because the things that you see are the things that make you doubt and you know we could just we could just place a a little blame here and there you know but for real god knows that and he's factored all that in he knows that we're weak and all that but if you really want to go past that go past your five senses you have to make use of the sixth sense you have to make use of the sixth sense and that is the sixth and that is faith all right faith is the sixth there was there is never a way you're gonna know god in your five senses it's not possible if you want something extra something really good you have to use the supernatural all right even in the in the absence of substance in the absence of what it is that you want faith still is all right so he would say that the opposite of uh, of faith is actually uh, sight and that's the problem we have as human beings our sight not actually doubt although that leads to doubt though and so your alignment as an individual has everything to do with your ability to hear from god if things are gonna align in your life like in every aspect you have to you know have an ability to hear from god and this is where the prayer of lord i need to have an inner ear all right there's a there's a part in isaiah where it says i have more understanding than my teachers and i have a a, a, a inner ear and um you know apart from having an inner ear i have eyes i have a i have a heart that understands you know and understanding god um it, it makes it easy for a lot of things to align all right so your ability to get the blessings god has for you is all tied to how aligned you are to him so some blessings do not come until you separate and there's enough space in your life enough room in your life to take what's what's coming what i mean is if you're gonna have enough if you're gonna have enough blessings in your life you gotta be able to separate because if you cannot separate it becomes a very very big problem it becomes a big problem because you're asking god to stuff and he's telling you oh well you know what if you're not separating i'm not gonna come through because what i'm about to do is absolutely gonna blow your mind all right so are you willing are you thoroughly willing to separate you know so some blessings some blessings do not come until you separate and then when you separate it creates enough space in your life enough room in your life to take what's coming and also when you believe god when he tells you something yeah when you believe god when he tells you something you're in right standing with him that's what happened with abraham and that's why the word says that abraham believed god and it was it was imputed for him for righteousness not that there wasn't any hiccup you know abram was of course he was a human he had his flaws and all that but when you trust god that's the belief here when you trust him 
all right you're in right standing good company with him and i'm using most of the words of my and another mentor of mine at uh, michelle mckinney hammond you can go online and and um, look for her too she's a wonderful person and i'm saying she also has a word too all right so and um, God took Abraham's trust at, as right standing, good company with God. All right. So our ability to believe God will only be as strong as our relationship with him. So here, I'm just saying, if you can believe God, you have the ability to believe God. Trust me, that would only be as strong as your relationship with him. Okay. And I will also like to add that Abraham's relationship with God was built on constant interaction with God, which is what we need in this age and in this day and age. We need that constant interaction with God because that was our Abraham's relationship. And not just Abraham alone. If you check the Bible, you know, there's so many patriarchs and so many matriarchs of old. And they had a very beautiful relationship with God because they had that constant relationship with him, that constant interaction and conversation with him. And this is where prayer is not just a monologue. It's a dialogue. It's a conversation. All right. It's it's a... I, I present my case before him, but then not just to just to get up from there and go, um, just go and do my own, or do my own stuff. But then I'm, I'm waiting on him. I'm waiting on God and trying to listen to what he has for me, you know, and also tra- trust in the natural is based on relationships. All right. So in the natural, when we love people and trust them, even when they aren't even worthy of our trust, we still trust them regardless and that's why some of us get heartbroken yeah so you know this person is not worthy of your trust but then because you love them you go ahead you know and still you know trust them with everything that you've got that's the natural how much more the spiritual all right so love nurtures love breeds trust in us and when we trust we obey so if you want to know how much trust you have in god check your love tank all these things that chain reactions like um they are tied to one another you want to know how much like uh how much trust you have in god and how much um you're there with him yeah check your love tank because it's going to try every single thing that you profess to have and you profess to believe so when god doesn't come through for you sometimes all right so um does your fire does your trust your love does it go out of the window i think i've asked this in one of my podcasts all right and then um let's not forget the title of this podcast when god whispers so when god whispers to you are you even there to listen because most of the time i would say that god whispers he speaks but he whispers and so when there's so much going on in your life those voices will get so loud and drown that voice and that was why i read from first kings 19 and 12 um, to 13 those that, those voices and everything going on in the world and the pandemic and everything and I, I don't have everything you know organized my family's doing this my work is this you know I'm stressed out I'm going through a relational problem all these things drown the voice and he whispers so if you really want to hear his voice you have to lean in and that takes work that takes work like a normal usual relationship all right so the Holy Spirit is our God-positioned satellite. When we go in opposite directions, like, you know, the voices I was talking about, the Holy Spirit is that router, 
all right is that god position satellite that god position compass that just you know redirects you and says you know you know what child be on track all right you've been distracted lately all right and and i know that there is so much content out there um about you know um hearing God's voice and all that, but some people, some don't really, really know. And a lot of us do not know how to hear God's voice. And I will say that from experience and from what um, I've been through, I would say that when you feel that little tension in your heart, that little um, thing in your heart, it's not funk, it's not gas. <laughs> it's actually the Holy Spirit saying, you know what, it's been a while we spoke and I need to speak to you. Or you haven't been sleeping lately. All right. And then you just have insomnia. Either you've had it before or it just developed. You're just restless. You don't know what's going on in your head, in your heart, in your mind, in your body, in your soul. Sweetheart, just have some time with God. Sometimes I keep saying this every time when God does not get your attention as a person, you will get the attention of what has your attention. All right, I'll say that again. When God does not have your attention, he will get the attention of what does have your attention. And when he does get the attention of what has your attention, he knows that that will affect you. And so you have no choice. However, this is where being sensitive comes in. Because if he gets the attention of what has your attention, it means he loves you. He could leave the others. It, it means he's saying, you know what, child, it's been a while we spoke, so I'm going to do this. So where your sensitivity comes in, that's why I'm talking about whispers here, all right? It's just whispering. I need to talk to you, all right? So every other voice has to be silent for you to hear that whisper, all right? So I'm trying to whisper now so that you can understand what I'm trying to describe here. So he gets your attention and then when you are sensitive is when you say, oh, I think it, it's been a while I checked in with God, all right? And I need to do this. All right, so it's through this constant exchange, you know, of conversation and interaction with God that we become sensitive to his voice, sensitive to his leading and sensitive to who he really is. So your interaction with God, my interaction with God gives you strength even when evidence or substance is absent. All right, I'll say that again. Your interaction with God gives you strength, gives you power charges you even when evidence and substance is completely absent that was what happened to abram you know at a point abram laughed come on even sarah a child me <laughs> you can't you can't be you can't be serious right now all right and that's what a lot of us do every time but then you know i would always say that when we ask for stuff from god and he doesn't give us it's not because he doesn't love you there's so many options that are tied to that single act and the reason why we get so impatient most of the time is because uh, we forget that we are not just human beings. We are eternal beings, all right? And that's the way we are created. And that's the way I was created, though. <laughs> you know, so, and, you know, it's a scene that brought us into this hickey of time. All right, so because sin brought us into this hickey of time, we forget that God deals, we forget that God deals in, uh, he deals in eternity. All right, so and because he deals in eternity, uh, a lot of things do not make sense to us as human beings because we feel like, oh, you know, um, he's taking time. All right, he's taking time because he's an eternal being. And that's why David said in the word that 
a day before the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day before the Lord. So, I guess that should make it make sense for someone. All right. So, continuing, I would also like to say that our relationship with God is foundational to how we progress in life. Our relationship with God is foundational to how we progress in life. So, what is your relationship with God like? Your relationship with God like? All right. Then I'll leave you three. I will leave you, Amen, with three things today. The first is: Do you have a God space in your life? Do you have that spot? You know, you should have that spot. You know, we we human beings are funny. We all have that um, special spot for someone in our hearts, but then for God. There should be a God space, not just in your life, not just in your heart, but in your life. Is there a place in your room, at the pool, by, by in the yard, somewhere in your compound where you could just see it at your workplace, where you could just see it and say, this is sacred. Nobody comes here. All right. No one deserves coming here except um, God. All right. And this is where I, I get to meet with him. This is where I get to meet with my father. All right. And then. The second thing is the need to walk in continual gratitude. All right. Walk in continual gratitude. And I will say on this note that praise is worshiping God for what he has done, for what he's presently doing in your life and for what he's doing. Worship is acknowledging deity. Worship is thanking God for who he is and that's what acknowledging deity is so these two have to be applied I'm gonna say it again for someone worship is acknowledging deity acknowledging God for who he really is which is so so fundamental all right and praises you know thanking God oh Lord I thank you for you know um, making me um, alive to be able to see today, you know, for being in the land of the living. Thank you for the food. Even if you've not eaten today, the fact that you're listening to me right now is it, it's it's a it's a blessing. All right, and I all the time. I say this all the time. I keep saying every time that we all deserve nothing. We deserve nothing. All right, but death and hell. But in His grace and His infinite mercy, He decided, you know, to just come through for us and and every other thing that he gives us is a plus so even if you've not eaten the fact that you're on this side of the mortal plane is a very very big significance and it's something that you have to thank god for and that's what i call good manners in the natural if someone does something for you think of it you will say oh thank you even for an even especially if it's an adult you say thank you so much sir thank you so much ma'am i'm grateful but how about God? A lot of us complain and complain every time. And we don't know the, the key to the heart of God. If only you know the key to the heart of God, you know how to switch things. You know how things switch in the, in the supernatural, you know. And so sometimes you might not like God every time. And that's the truth because I, I said one time that sometimes God will say you have to go on a journey. All right. But he will not tell you the he will not tell you the route that you will pass. Or he will not tell you he could tell you the route you will pass but you will pass. But he will not tell you the problems you're gonna encounter there. He's hoping and trusting that you're gonna trust him with every single breath, every second for that journey. 
So sometimes you might not like God every time with everything going on in your life. Though you know he's doing things for your own good, all right? But you just don't like the method. You 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 know, and you just feel, you know what? I'm not tracking. All right, God, I know that you're doing different kind of things for me. I know you were working things out for my good, but you know, I can't see it. You see? Sight. I can't see it, all right? And I didn't just like this method. I mean, your methodology is giving me a problem. This is where your faith, your love, your trust is being tested. So when you come before God, keep it true to yourself. Keep it true to you and keep it true with God. And the third thing is don't come in doubt. Because if you come in doubt, it gives you an out, all right? If you come in doubt, I'll say that again, it gives you an out. The next thing is always remember who you were talking to. It's not much or just about the fact that you're talking to God. We see God as one big being and yes, he's big. You know, yes, he's so, so big. All right. But then he's also your father and he wants that relationship. He wants that intimacy with him. He wants that relationship with him and is expecting that you'll be able to give that to him and remember that he didn't just create you he wants that in he wants you to let down your guard he wants you to you know trust him every step of the way all right so remember who you're talking to even in prayers it's not just about the fact that you're talking to god or talking to jesus you know they're the same person it's not just that you're talking it's not just about in jesus name or in that name but you have to have confidence in the person of that name all right the next thing is always remember god's sovereignty i think a lot of us do not remember this because if you remember god's sovereignty honestly it will keep you calm and you would have peace in every situation in life because when you put it in your head that god is sovereign it makes you rest a believer rest all right it makes you have that feeling of you know what come what may come life come hell come death come storms come whatever my god will definitely come through for me he's a come through god because he's sovereign and you know what sovereignty means no external interference no external interference at all he rules without nobody's opinion all right i don't need your opinion okay i rule the way i see fit all right and the next thing is and the last thing the next and last thing is forgive a lot of us don't experience god's blessings because we don't forgive how many of us have helped people in the jail of our hearts in the prisons of our hearts just because this person did something to you you know what i'd like to say something quite personal there concerning forgiveness for someone you know what um, forgiveness, really, forgiveness or not forgiving really does to you? This is the way it is. If Christ died and he died for all, for all and he forgave you your sins and someone offends you and the blood speaks every time because Christ is an eye priest, all right? He intercedes every time, all right? And you don't forgive. And then for you, the blood wipes away your sins. The person you're refusing to forgive has also been forgiven. Let me shock you. So when each time you, you keep on insisting that, you know what, they did this, they did that, they did this. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. But each time you keep insisting that this person did this, they did that, they did this, they did that. I, 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 I can't take that. You can't imagine what they did to me. 
each time you do that just remember that you look stupid I don't mean to offend, but that's the truth. Because even in the natural, what God, when you report the person to God, what God will tell you is, you know what, daughter, I can't even see what you're saying that this person is doing. Because the blood wiped it off. And I forgave you, so why can't she forgive too? All right, so I really hope that I've been able to help someone out there today on this particular subject. I really hope that I've been able to help someone forgive, forgive, forgive. Forgiveness is not just, it's not an ordinary thing. Forgiveness is not just a physical thing. You need the strength of God. And when you cannot forgive, you need an higher power to come into the picture for you to make a point. So that's all for today, guys. That's all for today. If you have any questions, comments and all that, please get to me on through Anchor or check my other podcast and you'll see that i have my social media handles there get to me and have a lovely 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 week bye hey guys it's your girl welcoming you to another episode of my podcast this week trust y'all are having a fantastic thursday how are y'all doing? Hope you're trying to stay sane in the midst of all this crazy. And before going ahead with um, my podcast, I want to make a very big shout out to all my listeners, all my fans across the world from here. I'm saying a very big thank you to everyone that, you know, listens to me. Can't wait to listen for each time your podcast is out. Thank you so much from Nigeria. I can't begin to call names now, but I'm sure going to do that one of these days. I want to say a very big thank you here and internationally to all of those that have listened and are still listening to my podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Today, I want to talk about the Sabbath principle. Hmm. The Sabbath principle. When do you rest as an individual? Because I feel like it's a principle in violation when you when we don't give ourselves enough rest when you do not give yourself a moment of rest you're violating not just a a principle created by man i mean by god himself especially in the midst of all this crazy i know it's countercultural but rest is something that god actually instituted and created now we live in a culture where the world wears busyness as a badge of honor some of us find it hard to simply breathe, like for real, struggling to even keep up, especially right now in our world where we are not totally cut off, where we're not totally, I mean, out of the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, the, pan- the, the, the pandemic is still there, the spreads of it, in fact, more than the spreads of it is still out there. And yet, right now, as I speak in Nigeria, there's a nationwide protest that has been going on for days if I'm right. And I just want to lend my voice and say that I'm identified with the Nigerian people and this protest has been long overdue. We do not deserve what is what the government has been giving to us. We've not been complaining. Okay, not that we've not been complaining, but at least we've been bearing. And then because of the, the silence, I would say, and let's say because of the endurance, you know, and the leaders have not done what they are supposed to do. But why this protest has actually become a global issue is because of the, the police brutality that's, that's involved.
Now, the protest here is to say no to SARS. SARS disbanded. They, they changed the name to SWAT and all that. But that's not actually the problem. I would not say that that is the problem. I would say like I would say that the base of this problem starts from the government. For anybody who has ever had issues with the SARS, now for those that are listening to me, the SARS is the Special Anti Robbery Squad. This is a body that was set up by the police force to tackle vices, to tackle criminals, to to tackle uh, crimes in the society. But these people have in turn turned on the youths of the nation all across the 36 states. And even those that are traveling from outside Nigeria into the country, they've turned on the youths and are killing the youths for no reason. Okay, I know that they are underlying factors, but this this does not call for killings all right and i i just feel like the government above has been so silent and i was saying recently to someone that look no answer at all is an answer and a very powerful answer of that so i just want to say in the spirit of unity that i really appreciate what all the nigerian youths are doing and i just pray that this leads into something really really um, um and benefiting and something actually comes out of this because this cry of freedom has been long overdue this cry of freedom has been long overdue and i feel like i am proud to say i'm a nigerian for real and i am proud to say even though it's temporary <laughs> and i'm proud to say and i'm proud of nigerians so i'm so proud of nigerians and i will say that it's a beautiful thing watching the young ones watching the, the 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 youths of the nation coming out to protest against bad governance enough we've had uh, enough of all the recycling of old men we don't want that anymore we want a revolution and i hope that as we are doing that it will give birth to something really 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 amazing all right guys continuing with the sabbath principle now i chose this because of all the unrest going on it's very, very difficult to concentrate with what is going on right now around the world. Just um, this morning, I was going through um, the news. I was surfing the internet and I saw that Namibia also um, has been protesting and asking, I think, their prime minister or so to step down. So I would say that really, the world is indeed falling apart. The world is indeed falling apart. And it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart. But what can we do all we just have to do um is just to keep keeping the faith and not allow the situations going out going on around us you know to define who we are and define our existence so and i will say like um continuing i want to say that jesus's response to our lack of rest in matthew 11 verses 28 was come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. And each time I come across this passage in the Bible, the first thing that comes to my mind is, damn, I'm sure Jesus must have known that it will come to a certain time in the world when there will not be peace on earth at all. It will be so difficult that people's minds will be going insane. So I'm just going to put this there for them, for the record, that they not just is this for a record, but it's a statement of fact. If you want rest, just come to me. And it's so crazy because this is countercultural, but I don't care. I've always been countercultural. Okay, and I always say that anything that is normal, that is abnormal to culture, is normal to kingdom. So 
Now, Jesus understands our humanity. All right. And he also explained um, why we needed to rest. God himself rested. That's the overline. That's the underline and the basic factor here. God instituted rest. All right. That's the Sabbath principle. Okay. So Christ experienced exhaustion. He experienced weariness. He experienced anxiety and stress. Now God's heart for rest goes deeper than what we can do for Sabbath. Now, we usually think on the Sabbath, we just go to church for the Muslims, it's just to go to the mosque and every other religion. But no, it's beyond that. Okay, because I actually feel like for God to institute something, it goes beyond the physical. All right, because in the place of rest is where you find who you really are, is where you find why you're truly existing. So... He said, um, it's needed for us to not just rest, you know, take some time off sleep, which is actually an extension of rest. All right. So God's heart for rest goes deeper than what we can do for Sabbath. The Greek word for quiet actually means to rest and cease from labor. Okay. Rest is relational vulnerability and rest is experienced with a real person. Now, I'm saying this because of how crazy the world is and especially because of the advent of social media and how it's been really, really difficult to connect with people like for real, for real, because of the internet. It's easier to connect with a gazillion people on the internet. But studies have shown that while our generation is the most digitally connected, we still struggle with loneliness. How so? Because what feeds the soul is relational vulnerability, relational nakedness when it comes to the heart. And Jesus understood that. Okay, so all I'm saying is there's a need for you to take some time and rest. Okay, so the longing to be known, that is relational vulnerability. Rest is an experience of being known. Rest is radical and countercultural, like I've earlier said. Um, a Danish theologian and philosopher, um, I think Saren Kierkegaard, I don't know if I pronounced that well, said, if I were allowed to prescribe just one remedy for all the ills of the modern, of the modern world, I would prescribe silence. And I think I understand or I'm grasping why he said that. All right, so inject pockets of rest to pull you from your daily routine. Elijah rested. But you know, before he rested, he actually ran from Jezebel. It was one of those. He actually thought he was the only one that that, that uh, uh, was still alive out of all God's prophets and all those that refused to bow down to Baal. So he ran from he ran from Jezebel. Excuse me. So rest isn't failure, like like culture preaches. Okay, rest isn't failure. Elijah's spirit was broken by stress. He actually ran. He was tired, he was exhausted, but see the beauty of God. Now, Elijah's spirit was broken by stress, yet the problems didn't go away. In despair, Elijah woke up to find fresh bread baking on hot stones and water left just for him. Now, if God can do that to his prophet, how about us? I keep saying something every time that Christians feel like they can be, the way we behave as Christians is we feel like we are more spiritual than God and no. It, it's it's not proper because if God can do his, can do this to his prophet, how much more us? All right, because God understood the importance of rest. 
God sent an angel to touch him twice because God knew Elijah needed physical rejuvenation first in order in order to hear that gentle voice of his like I talked about in my last podcast when God whispers so there's no weird no way you can hear God whispering when you are not in a proper frame of mind that's that's eternally out of this world is not possible okay so God loved him God didn't say because Elijah was tired oh you know what I give up on him I'm going to pick someone else no God knew how important in fact the Bible recorded that he was touched like physical touch, like someone actually touched him. So I understand that you know all these things, physical touch, all these love languages, they didn't just originate from earth. God has love languages too, and he understands how powerful a love language is to every human being because those love languages actually started from him. Yeah, so God loved him deeper. And when God touches you, and in that moment, like he did Elijah, it changed things for him. All right, he became more spiritually intimate with God, and that's what God loves intimacy, relationship. All right, so sometimes it takes greater faith and courage to admit that we are tired as human beings because culture preaches that when you take some time to rest or you want to rest, it's weak. And I'm debunking that, I'm saying it's not weak because God Himself instituted that, and what God institutes is not weak. Is not weak. Okay, so um, sometimes it takes greater faith, like I said, and courage to admit we are tired and we need to rest and reassess why we are doing what we are doing. So there's a time you need to take a pause. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I doing this work? Why am I going around doing this? Why am I um, staying home to do this? What, what am I getting out of this? There's a need to reassess why we are doing what we are doing because God welcomes soul searching. God welcomes soul searching. God welcomes reevaluation. In the bliss of solitude, in the times where you're alone, you tend to have the, the, the times when you are um, reflecting on different issues, you get messages. Messages that God will have even dumped in, dumped in you or dropped in your subconscious for as long as months ago, for as long as January. Okay, I'm putting you all in game now. For as long as January, you've, I'm sure you might have prayed for some things. And the reason why some of us think that God hasn't answered our prayers is because we are not sensitive enough. But do you know that sometimes when you take some time to um, to search your soul when you take some time to reevaluate certain things you take some time off to reassess things you realize that what you've actually been praying for the prayer um, wasn't in vain all right and the answer has actually come is arrived since it's been dropped into your subconscious all along so all god just needed you to do was just to you know get to a place where you could get in touch with yourself which i feel that's um um emotional intelligence all right where you could get in touch with yourself all right and then when you do that you could sense that oh i think i've gotten the answer to this so every time God is not the problem. Sometimes we can be the problem. Why? Because we are not resting. So exhaustion, exhaustion, physical exhaustion. I'm going to touch about four exhaustions here. Physical exhaustion, uh, mental, spiritual, 
and a, and, a, and a whole lot. Okay, so I know there's a part in the Bible in Psalms 4 and 8. It says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. That's David. For thou, Lord, Lord Adonai, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. And now if you look at that verse, you know how important it is to rest in the midst of all the crazy going on. It's difficult to keep your head above the waters. Right now, we're in a place where I would say, like, we're not even sure of anything right now as human beings. I can say with all, um, without an eye of a doubt and with all emphasis that nowhere around the world has peace. And as Christians, that should signal something to you. If it hasn't before, it should signal something to you. I began to ask myself, is this the beginning of sorrows? Is this the ministry of the tribulation activated? Because nothing happens by accident, guys, trust me. Nothing happens by accident. Before a protest will have started, I know some people will be like, you know what, I, this, this, this is a, a religious talk. No. <laughs> I wish you understand it's not just religious talk. Before anything would have started in the physical, something will have happened in the spiritual to have activated that. Okay, so I'd love to go to, to, to define exhaustion. Exhaustion. And there are so many types of exhaustion. There's physical exhaustion. There's relational exhaustion. There's uh, mental exhaustion. And there's spiritual exhaustion. So when we say, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, you need to reevaluate. You need to reaccess what's really going on with me. All right? And um, physical exhaustion, prolonged tiredness is usually the cause, the main cause of physical exhaustion, prolonged tiredness. Sleeplessness is the fastest way to burn out. Okay. God designated a whole day to rest. The Prince of Peace slept in the midst of the storm. This itself has gotten me, you know, uh, I wouldn't say crazy, but it got me thinking sometimes. You know, the disciples are crying. How is it possible? And in, in, in the human, um, in reasoning, actually, in the human thinking, it's not possible to sleep in the midst of storms. It's not logical. Okay, so I, I then began to beat myself up. I began to think, how is it possible for this person to sleep in the midst of a storm? And his disciples, and the Bible had it that water was getting into the sheep already, into the boat already. And then I, I thought to myself, oh, this isn't just a person. I mean, that was dating flesh. All right. And he was the Prince of Peace. And I was like, oh, snap. This is good. He was the Prince of Peace. So he had everything under control at the tip of, at the tip of his fingers. All he just needed for the disciples to do was to trust him. But then typical human behavior, like one of my big sisters would say, last, last, now human beings will be. And I always agree with that statement. And I believe that that's why I thank God that man is not God and God is God. Because when things happen, trust me, I believe that God has factored in our stupidity, our foolishness, our weakness, everything that has to do with being a human, God has factored in. Okay, so he doesn't blame us for certain things. In fact, for most things, you know what? My blood covered that. I know what it means to be human. I've been there before. Okay? And so, 
He slept in the midst of a storm, okay? And his peace meter wasn't touched. So how many of, how many of us have control over our peace meters? How many of us have our emotions all over our sleeves? Like, how many of us have a real mastery over um, our emotions? I mean, over how we feel, over what somebody says. And that's why I would say there's a lot of voices in the world today. It's really crazy because you, if you're not careful, you get drowned in all the voices. The voices of celebration of the wrong things and tolerating the right things. Tolerating God's word and celebrating the wrong. You know? And so sleep is the anatomist reveal. Sleep is how the anatomy, the human body, how it reveals. So if you think uh, rest is not important, you're just setting up yourself up for a breakdown, for a relapse, all right? And then it take over. So there's a need for you to rest. And we're still on physical exhaustion here. If you're intentional, I mean, if there's, if there's a problem and you're intentional about changing your phone, and not just changing your phone. I see that human beings have this crazy when it comes to charging their phones. Or when it comes to changing their phones and their phone have issues. Or the battery is down. We all charge our phones faster like anything. I mean, we have chargers in our purse, chargers in our cars, chargers in our rooms, chargers almost everywhere. But when it comes to refueling your own body... You don't see a need for it. If you're intentional about charging your phones, how is it that you're not intentional about charging and recharging your body? There's a problem if you can't do that. Rest. Try rest, all right? Stop making illogical decisions due to you not resting. Maybe the reason why you feel, oh, so-and-so came at me in some type of way, or so-and-so meant this, and um, she said so so things to me, and he meant this, I induced this, I inferred this. It's not them. Check it out. It's you. All right. So um, the next thing is, the next um, point here is relational exhaustion. This happens when you're surrounded with more drains rather than fountains. So I will say again, reevaluate your circle. Who are those that you, um, who are those that surround you on a day-to-day um, basis? Who are those that are in your life? There's a need to surround yourself with healthy people, especially right now where the world is. You don't want to surround yourself with someone who will make you want to commit suicide. Now, someone will say, well, that does not sound Christianly, but I'm not unchristianizing anyone here right now. The Bible says, good, um, bad company corrupts good manners. The Bible emphasizes on the need to surround yourself with a godly accountable circle, whether you like it or not, so that you would have your sanity um, still intact and then your manners, your good manners will not get out the window. So there is a need to um, evaluate your circle and check, check every time, pause and check every time. This person, I kept telling someone recently, you cannot keep guessing the heart of your friend if you call someone your friend and you keep guessing their heart there's a problem do yourself a good when you see mixed signals even in relationships or you've not been in a relationship maybe in a, on a first date or a second date or whatever it is take mixed signals as a no to save your mind from overthinking 
and to to keep you away from a heartbreak because God did not design your heart to go through heartbreak upon, uh, upon heartbreak upon heartbreak. Take on a something somewhere, somewhere. That's why I feel that when you understand that a person's struggle has more to do with what's going on inside of them than you, you learn grace. And that's why there's a need for us to pray for people from time to time. All right? Sweeten your heart with prayer. The more you pray about people, you get better results. I've tried it and it worked and it will keep on working because what I tried is countercultural. <laughs> All right, but it works. Okay, so um, some people have to, you know, pop pills to sleep. Christ said, be like a child. If you ever look at the world and what is going on through the eyes of a child, you won't have problems. Okay, and I've always wondered, like he said, why Christ, you know, he laid some really, really heavy things in the world. And I'm like, ooh, sometimes you feel like these things are practical, but they are, especially in the world we are living in right now. If you don't imbibe like and begin to leave and take the things he said, you'll be going crazy every day. Now, so some people have, um, they pop pills to sleep. I've heard that. First time, this is in myth. All right, so, and, um, but if you look at a child, children don't need that. So what I'm saying in essence is sleep. Take some time to rest. Take some time away from the world. The culture would say, oh my God, I'm just a grinding, I'm hustling. Bro, sis, if the grace of God does not back your hustling, it's a waste of time. I can say that practically. All right, so the grace of God opens doors that hustling, grinding cannot open. All right, so it doesn't take the take away the, the place of hard work. I mean, hard work is quite important. In fact, very important. Be diligent. Paul said so. Jesus said so. Be diligent, be hardworking, but God first. All right, so don't be a mental people pleaser. That's another way to experience mental burnout, like mental exhaustion. Don't be a people pleaser. The last one is spiritual exhaustion. Spiritual exhaustion. And this happens when you, you lack appetite in God's word. Appetite in devotion is, is, is gone. You lack the appetite in praying. There's no appetite to pray again. And you know the funny thing? The devil studies our weaknesses. If you don't know that, I'm telling you today, the devil studies our weaknesses. Oh, but Shalom, how possible is that? Because he operates from the other spiritual dimension and you are just a physical being. And our eyes, my eyes cannot go beyond what I'm seeing. But I will tell you, okay, we have 24 hours in a day, okay? And in the spirit world, what happens in a day in the spirit world the transactions that go on in the spirit world, the battles. <laughs> I keep saying there's going to be a foot race in hell at the end of the journey on earth. <laughs> the transactions that go on um, in a day in hell, they are more than what goes on in a day, 24 hours globally in a day around the world. That's to show you how powerful the devil is, but not, not as powerful as God. And that's why there's a need for you to guard your heart. Guard your heart. You have to be sensitive. It's work, work to keep your mind um, um, clean and to, to keep sane in this world that we are in right now. To keep your head above the anxiety. To not have panic attacks. To not hyperventilate. To not have stress problems. It's hard work. 
And if you want to do that yourself, you get exhausted. You keep having burnouts upon burnouts upon burnouts. And that's where we need God. Okay, so... And um, you have to be careful with spiritual exhaustion. The danger of spiritual exhaustion, like I said, is the devil studies our weaknesses. And he knows that when you're weak, opportunities come at that time. So weakness meets opportunities when you're having a spiritual burnout. And there's a need to be careful because when weakness meets opportunity, it's a problem. Because that time you're not thinking properly, you don't have your thought process properly. You need to pause, evaluate, rest. That's the Sabbath principle. So I'll have to, I'll, I would love to leave a few things here. The first thing is um, principle, just like I stated starting um, from the beginning. Balance your emotional state balance your feelings balance your life balance your life balance your mind your soul your body oh but i've got kids i have to do this i have to do this always remember that it's only a person that is alive that can take care of kids it's only a person that is alive that can go to work matter of fact if anything happens to you nothing will happen to you but i'm just being realistic if anything happens at any time People are usually replaced almost on the spot. So you have to remember that and take care of your health first. Okay, so balance your life with rest. Okay, T- do something. It might not entirely be um, something spiritual, spiritual, but you c- I feel like you can have fun without sinning. Okay, because people make you seem like when you're a Christian, you can't have fun or Christianity is just boring. No. As long as you guard the loins of your heart and what enters the carry-on of your heart through your eye gates and your ear gates and they don't destroy your spirit, you're good to go. All right, so do something that takes your mind and takes your eyes off your responsibility for a moment. Take time and let the body refuel. Don't just rest but sleep. Sleep take some some time to access things but don't just think alone sleep some people can't sleep and that's why i kept saying that some people pop pills to sleep but then that's to show you that the world has nothing to offer the world prefers you popping pills to sleep and christ is saying come unto me all that are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest and then the next thing is don't compare yourself to others. Comparison is the thief of all joys. <laughs> Comparison is the spurning pole of every insecurity you can find on earth. I've told you, and you see all these things I'm mentioning, they are spirits. Oh, there she goes again. But yeah, they are spirits, and spirits walk in packs. When you open your heart for the spirit of comparison to to come in through that portal, the spirit of hatred and envy and causing jealousy and um, um, in-law hatred and uh, murder, all those things come in through one portal. And that's why there's a need to guard your heart. Don't compare yourself to other people. Your Your only competition is your yesterday. That's the only person you're in competition with. That's the only person you have to strive to, you know, outgrow. There's a next level you that is waiting for you. But then you have to step up. 
all right and the next thing is continuous gratitude practice continuous gratitude okay worship is acknowledging deity i keep saying that every time praise is thanking god for what he's done for what he's doing and what he will do and what he will continue to do for for waking me up today lord i'm grateful for being in the land of the mortals i'm grateful for even if i haven't found something to eat today the fact that he kept me alive it means there's a reason why he kept me alive god woke you up for one reason find out what that reason is and even if you haven't found it that one reason that you're alive is enough to praise him so praise him the the second thing is worship worship is acknowledging him for who he is acknowledging deity for who he is and both are needed there's something that happens when you praise and worship things shift in the spirit realm all right it's not just about prayer and one one reason why prayer of the praise really important and cannot be kicked out of the window one reason why praise not just all of it but worshiping god is something and is really powerful is when you worship god you remind him you're speaking his love language let me just put it that way you're speaking his love language when you worship him worship him so and when you have that continuous attitude of gratitude your your mood changes all right if you're depressed try worship guys if you're depressed try worship i have tried it if you're sad try worship if you've been laid out of work uh, uh you were laid off at work try worship if you're horny yes i said it if you're horny try worship all right if you're angry try worship try opening your mouth to say something you see how that shifts you see how that shifts your heart like how that just changes something inside of you try worship there's so many things you can feel try worship you're not sure of how you're feeling right now try worship all right and then serve with principle all right serve with principle be occupied with the things of god therein actually lays rest i'm not saying just you know um doing things at church doing active service and all that but the fact that you you even have your mind in him you're serving him that's a form of service you're serving him all right and that's why Christ said in the word that it's it's going to come to a time when they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth so if you have to or if you're going to be in the spirit to worship God it means you have to put away all the distractions so guys i really wish and um i really hope that i've been able to you know um explain the need for you to take some time to rest take some time to sleep don't experience burnout upon burnout upon burnout the devil does not only seek to knock you out the devil seeks to wear you out a lot of us concentrate on the fire when actually the smoke will actually kill us first if we don't take care of it all right guys so this is your home girl signing out she's signing out she's saying uh, uh, a beautiful bye from this side if you have any questions you have any comments let me know have a wonderful day bye